We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Isaiah Hartenstein with nine points, a career high, 17 rebounds, a season high, 39 points. Isaiah, first question, are you exhausted? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing actually pretty good. Um, I make sure I'm in pretty good condition. But um, Taj came in, gave me a little breather, so I helped a lot. <laughs> I say 39, 39 minutes, obviously, uh, the career high. Yeah. The key today was was defense, even though there's so many big offensive plays. Defense was the key tonight. What was talked about the last 24 hours about what had to change? Um, that was a big emphasis. I mean, just coming in, um, knowing we had to play better defense. And uh, I think that starts with communication. I think we did a good job communicating and just uh, rebounding the ball. And so I think we just got to keep keep building on that. And um, I think we're going in a good direction. Isaiah, on your left shoulder, I don't know if that's blood or what that is, what's going on on your body, but yeah. it's emblematic of the type of game you had to play tonight, didn't yeah. you, against a guy like Anthony Davis. A guy as big as he is with the long arms and everything else, what's the challenge in just dealing with him on the boards alone? Um, I mean, just, just being physical. I mean, and then mentally staying in that state. Um, He's a great player, and so he's going to make his, make his shots, but I just got to make it as difficult as possible. And Isaiah, um, this year, your second year in New York, you just seem so much more comfortable. Yeah. Um, you've developed this great friendship with Mitchell Robinson, who clearly is out now, so you're going to have to yeah. play a lot more minutes. Uh, have you talked to him, and what has he been telling you? Uh, I talk to him every day. Um, the funny thing, he always, he always takes me after every game, so that, that's my guy. We miss him a lot, um, but... He's in a good spot. Um, I just got to hold it down until he comes back. But um, we talk every day. He's my guy. I miss him a lot. And so I'm just going to try to hold it down until he comes back. Well, you did a fine job holding it down tonight. Congratulations on the win, Isaiah. Thank you. Appreciate it. All righty, Sean. We are going to get to the Super Chats. Do we want to throw a drinking game on this one? Sure. Anytime someone um, mentions what? Well, you know what? I've been keeping my eye on the uh, on the on the on the YouTube okay, chat. You see, I'm a, you I'm see a where rookie. it's coming. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> We can, it can be, well, I haven't seen the super chats. I was looking at the regular chats, but uh, I oh. think it should be, it should be a Duke player. Pick, pick a Duke, Duke player. player. Anytime someone mentions a Duke yeah. player, how's yes. that? Any Duke player. Yes. Any Duke reference, any blue devil reference. All right, let's get to yeah. the super chat. And of course we start off with our boy, Mr. Robert Cross. Now that is a W. Ah, get it with a W. A smart guy said IQ is key on study hall this weekend. Hashtag 53 wins. I'm assuming Robert Cross is the one that said uh, a smart guy that IQ is a key. Or was it you who said that IQ is a key? I think we all said it. Uh, I think everybody like, actually with an yeah. intelligent mind. Yes. If you watch this team and have a pulse and understand basketball, you realize IQ is, is key for this team. Indeed. Indeed. Shout out Robert Cross. Next one, Sean, you read it. Again for Robert Cross. First time, long time. It's your boy, John. <laughs> it's your boy, John. Uh, Brunson IQ, RJ Randall, and iHeart. That is a starting five until Mitch comes back. Play our best players. Hashtag 53 rims. Uh, Robert, I'm glad you said that because we said that during the playback. We were like, this is our best lineup. This, this, should, this lineup should start. This lineup should play the most minutes. Again, the game will tell you what to do. And this is what you should do. One counter. We said that when Josh Hart was in for RJ. Because it was that lineup they went to at the end of the first quarter. Is that's their best lineup. And statistically, if you want to just look at the lineup data, when Julius Randle, Josh Hart, and Emmanuel Quickly, and Jalen Brunson all share the floor, it's like a plus 25. I wouldn't be surprised if it's even higher after the limited minutes they played today, too. 
So mm-hmm. just throwing yeah. that I, out. I, I, no, I would say that like uh I don't know how long Devo's gonna be in a starting lineup. Um shout out to I believe it was Benji. It might have been Benji or DJ. Um both of them who are amazing that said, like, you know, our four best defenders currently come off the bench. And mm-hmm. I don't know how feasible that is long term. So um listen, whether it's whether it's uh whether it's IQ or um Oh no, whether it's RJ uh, or Hart. I, it's RJ or Hart. Yeah, whether it's yeah. RJ or Hart, but that should be the lineup. I have the I have the lineup data real quick. The the combination of Josh Hart, Emmanuel Quickly, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson, when they're on the floor together, it's 252 possessions. Mm-hmm. And they're plus 30 on the season. That's the 100th percentile. It's also the 100th in points per possession. It's also the best defense, the 99th percentile in points allowed. It's their best lineup when those four are with a center. And if you want to pick a center, um, uh, I heart with the, with that team, it's plus with that four is plus 32. Mitchell Robinson with that team is plus 28.4. It's, it's their best lineup when they go to those four and a center. So hopefully we see more of it. Next up, Anthony Sixto. Every time this team's back is against the wall, they get stronger. Hashtag three seed. Um, I will just look real quick at the standings and say that uh, Orlando is no longer winning every game. And they're <laughs> now just a game and a half ahead of the Knicks. Mm-hmm. It does seem like there's a clear top three. Although I will, uh, you heard me talk about this on the pregame pod. The yes. freaking Sixers schedule is ridiculous. <laughs> it is so annoying, their schedule. Every night is the Wizards or the Hawks or the Hornets or the Pistons again or the Wizards again. And there, uh, for those who missed it on the pregame show, so we've been frustrated, right? That the Knicks reward for going to the in-season tournament was another game against Milwaukee in Milwaukee and another game against Boston in Boston. The Sixers' punishment for missing the in-season tournament was a home game against the Washington Wizards and another home game against the Atlanta Hawks. So that 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 balanced out, right, NBA? Ridiculous. So I'm I'm waiting for the Sixers to get through like, oh, I don't know, a stretch where they play competitive basketball, where Embiid isn't putting up video game numbers against guys, against teams that are going to be drafting in the top five in the NBA draft next year before I officially declare that they're in the top three to stay there. Yeah, I ran out. Yeah, I think um, I think next year for the end season for the IST. If you. OK, playing Milwaukee, I don't mind because it's like, OK, this is the quarterfinals. You're going to play good teams, right? I don't think I think instead of you playing the team on the other half of the bracket who lost, you should probably play like the two teams who lost in the quarterfinals in the season tournament should play one of the teams that didn't make the group stage in another like didn't make the didn't make the knockout stage in, in another group. So like you should play whoever like actually have a uh, Philadelphia's group up here, Philly. So Philly's group had. Where the elves? Right, I just had it right here. Oh, here it is. Phillies group had Cleveland, Atlanta, Indiana, Detroit. So, like, we should have played like Cleveland or Indy or or Detroit or something like that, and they should have played like Washington or Charlotte, what have you. And I will say this: Listen, we got Charlotte and Washington in our group, and those are t- who we beat, and those are two regular season wins, right? So, I think they'll make that change. But listen, again, <clears throat> it's a long season. Excuse me. Philadelphia is in our division, so we will get to play those bad teams as well and all even out. So I wouldn't say that there is a clear. (coughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. You're good. You're good. Fight through it. You're good. I don't think. I'm not sure that there is a space between. I don't know if there's a clear top three as of yet. I agree with you, Orlando. They're coming back. They're probably coming back down to earth. Philly, we'll see how it goes. Because listen, we haven't had the annual Joel Embiid. I'm out for 15 games injury yet. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I will say the 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 schedule got tougher tonight for the Sixers. And they played the Chicago Bulls. <laughs> the Chicago <laughs> Bulls. Yes. And guess what? They lost at home to the Bulls, even though Embiid had 40. So um <laughs> See what happens when your schedule gets tougher. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Next. Time, All right. Up. Be more Corey. Baltimore. Ravens. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm rooting for you. Believe me, I'm rooting for you. 
Anytime Jewish is even mildly engaged on defense, I feel like we have a shot. Much better team D this game, but not up to full snuff. Big up to jump man, speedy recovery. I heart the hero of the game. Listen, be listen, Corey. If you get the league average defense from Julius Randle, it, it 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 changes. And I've done trying to figure out when and where and why we get the effort that we get. Um, like there was a couple times today where he was engaged and you were like, oh, like, why can't we just get this all the time? And then he sees Kevin Durant. It's like, I'm going to walk into this contest. So what are you going to do? Uh, Bigger to jump man, speedy recovery. Um, unfortunately, I will say, like, I don't think I want to see him playing basketball for a while. Take all the time you want to recover, Jericho Sims. Like, yeah. I, I, I take the time and and it again, listen, it's not he's put in a defensive system that is not like, listen, he's not great on pick and roll. Like, it, it, like, and and against certain teams, like he's meant to said it the other day. He's like, he's never seen a player that's so good. He's like on offensive rebounds. He's fine. And defensive rebounds, he just gets bodied. It's crazy. Um, but yes, I heart's the hero. The best, the best backup big in the NBA. Yes. Nas Reed has a shout. Yeah. There's a shout for Nas Reed, but my vote is for I heart. I agree. Next up, Haitian Ferg. Solid team win, but have to credit iHeart on. We should have done iHeart as a drinking game. iHeart on the boards made the difference. Uh, bench was solid, and Taj minutes were solid. <laughs> Hold on. De- uh, definitely was on point. JB and JR held it down. Let's go, Knicks. Haitian Ferg, I agree with 99% of that comment. They survived the Taj Gibson minutes. <laughs> there was a stretch where Taj Gibson in three straight possessions, four straight, like on both ends of the floor, committed a moving screen for an offensive foul, got burned by Anthony Davis, got bullied by Anthony Davis, then had a loose ball that, that he could have got for a rebound that he dove and uh, it went out of bounds off of him. And then the other and LeBron James bullied him for two points. And then he came out of the game and apparently was rubbing his knee. There is... There are, there are, I trust there are six to seven, maybe even eight quality Taj Gibson minutes that we can use. And Hartenstein can, can give us the other 42, unfortunately. Um, look, I, I, I thought they survived the Taj minutes. I, I don't think he was good. I thought they survived them and he was serviceable to the point where they, they weren't like blatantly losing them like they've been losing the Sims minutes, you know? That is the word serviceable is 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 proper. Um, listen, every I other than that, like I agree with everything Asia Ferg said. I do want to say two things. One, uh, when Robert Cross mentioned the uh who should play, there was a Duke player in there, so we should have drank. So I'm gonna drink. Who's a Duke player? When Rob, Robert Cross's comment, when he's when he's Robert Cross's comment, when he mentioned the lineup. Oh yeah, the lineup that was wrong. Yeah. Okay, got it. Okay. Number one, number two. Um, mm-hmm. I'm fine with pulling an audible and making a drinking game. Um, any Nick starting those. center, any Nick, any Nick center, any Nick center. Well, they're all starting centers because Jericho Sims started tonight. So. <laughs> any Nick center mentioned is new to the drinking game. There you yeah. go. Thank you, Haitian Ferg. You're up. <sighs> Kevin Danishevsky, good to see you again, Kevin. Uh, really wanted that win. Really happy to get it. Julius equals unreal. I want to see more of him with the bench. One qualm, understand LA is big, but wish RJ didn't close. All right. Um, <clears throat> I don't know I'm if real I want to see more I'm Real quick, I'm going to look at when Josh Hart left the game. Okay. I just want to double check that, but go ahead, continue. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see more of him with the bench because there was a time. So during that larger, the bench unit, it was just, excuse me, Julius with the bench unit. It was just Julius with the ball and a lot of just standing around. And, and it was, it almost seemed as if like Julius is like, all right, well, I'm better than all of you people. So I'm just, I'm just going to take all the shots. Um, I, I now to your point, I understand why you want to see it. And I don't think we should, you know, you shouldn't give up on something after trying it once. So I'm curious to see how we, that happens again. I don't, we'll probably see that against Milwaukee because that will definitely be a Julius minutes matching uh, fest with, with Giannis. But, uh, 
we just he just has to be more not that Julius is selfish, but he just to be more aware of like he just can't try to do it all by himself. Like, okay, I'm with the bench unit. The, like, I I I got this. Um big wish that uh RJ didn't close. I mean Josh Hart was hurt. Um did uh Andrew, when did when did Josh Hart come out of the game? Josh Hart left the game at 950. And okay. the the report from the, the tweet that came out from Steve Popper was that he was getting sent to the locker room um, mm-hmm. and or not sent to the locker room. He went right to the locker room. And so I looked at that as, okay, he's, he, he, I didn't know if he was able to come back in, which is why I'm very curious if a question about heart status comes up or Tibbs just closing with RJ down the stretch. Mm-hmm. There is something in my mind, at least to, if you have him out for as long, like they did build a 10 point lead with six minutes left with RJ in the game. And if Tibbs mm-hmm. was like, this unit's cooking, let me, let me keep it out there. And then after that point, it's a cold Josh Hart coming in. Um, this like, these are the decisions that a head coach has to make that we are all just like, do this, do that. And yeah. he's got to see these guys at work on Monday. So I, 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 I'd be curious what his reasoning was if Josh Hart was available to come back sooner or not. I agree with you, Kev. I would, I thought RJ was going to not come back in, in the fourth quarter. And then he ended up playing the majority of it. Um, I think under normal circumstances, Josh Hart closes the game, but we'll see. Also from Kevin Danishevsky, IQ and Hartenstein, a center, also deserve praise, especially I Hart. Shout out, nobody. Um, next up, you're up. Uh, Danny Gardner. Thank you, Danny. Uh, outstanding team D for everyone. Impressive W. Absolutely. Um, I will say this about team defense. Uh, <clears throat> I feel like something must have been wrong with Hart because those plays when RJ got cooked by LeBron, you would think Tibbs would put would have put Hart back in if he thought that he could have been able to do something. And he probably was like, all right, I don't think he can. But, you know, like mm-hmm. you said, he put him in for the last 30 seconds. Uh, but, yes, outstanding team defense from everyone. Um, John and... Uh, Jeremy mentioned it on today's pod that while the loss of Mitchell Robinson is huge, and I'll say this, I've seen a lot of chatter about people crushing Tibbs because like, oh, your defense fell apart once you have uh, once you have, you lose Mitch and your defense falls apart. Adjust, make some adjustments, you're a defensive coach. And I'm just like, there are certain players you can lose and you just can't replace. And whether you like it or not, Mitchell Robinson is one of those guys. Like if you took Bam from the heat, they're not going to be the same team. I, and I know we think that Eric Spolster is going to Publix and just find another six foot nine guy. who will become an all NBA caliber, uh, the all defense center. But like, if you take Bam off, the, if you take Bam off the, if you take Bam off the heat, they're not going to just be the same. If you take Rudy Gobert off of Minnesota, they're not going to be the same defense. They're just not. And some people probably look at me saying like, how can you compare Mitchell Robinson to Rudy Gobert and, and Bam Adebayo? What I'm saying is Mitchell Robinson's impact on this team is commensurate to that of those two. Like he's arguably the best offensive rebound in the league. He's rim, you've seen his rim protection. His defense covers up a lot of stink. Uh, this team on offense and defense is built around the strengths and weaknesses of Mitchell Robinson, whether you like it or not. Now, with that being said, that is not an excuse for people to walk into threes, to people to die on the screens, for people to be flat footed. Like, okay, you you got everyone has to step up and give a little bit extra effort to cover this up because you're there is no there's no Mitchell Robinson light sitting on the bench. It wasn't Jericho Sims. I'm sorry. So shout out to everyone defensively and impress a W indeed. I agree. Just, just about everything you said. I agree with that coach. Oh, one more thing about him. One more thing about impress a W shout out to quality wins. Nick's Twitter. That was beating that drum about quality wins. Like this is the college football playoff. Like this is the second year in a row that that argument blew up in your face. So please find a new narrative. Look, I went into this after the Utah game and I looked up and saw that their next 10 were against teams over 500. I was like, well, one of us is going to be right that this team's going to either get some quality wins in the next 10 or 
they will have lost 11 straight and we should be starting to to scout whoever in college at the moment and <laughs> lo and behold two of the next three became W so we'll see if they can get another one on Wednesday uh, Mark Sable good to hear from you my friend shout out to you uh, thank you for the contribution proud to be one of the Knicks fans in LA making crypto feel like home for our boys shout out to you for going to the game tonight fun to watch the Lakers fans leave early like it was the seventh inning of a Dodger game <laughs> uh, man I'm going I'm I'm potentially going to Dodger Stadium uh, next year. Um, so here's apologies, busy. I know you're you're listening or watching. Deal, busy. Baseball. Deal. So d- right when uh, my Rolling wife has busy. her spring has her spring break is when the play-in tournament happens. The play-in week happens, not the tournament, but the play-in games happen. Mm-hmm. So um, our thought is that we will take this job on the road. And go to L.A. for uh, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday that the Mets are in L.A. Because Mm -hmm. the next four days, they're in San Francisco. So the thought is to make it a California trip. And we go up to San Fran and I can see... I've never been to the Bay Area. So I can see uh, that building. And there's even a thought that I go see the Oakland Stadium while it still exists. Um (laughs) And you might be able, like, they might just let you in, like, no, no, no <laughs> money you have to pay. Just like, you know what? Don't worry. It's it's going to Vegas anyway. Just enjoy the game. Um, so, Mark, I, 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 I'm curious when I get my first trip to Dodger Stadium, what that looks like. But uh, shout out to you for going to the game tonight. Yeah, I've never been to Dodger Stadium. That is a bucket list item. I've never also never been to Staples. And. His mama called it Staples. I'm calling it Staples. <laughs> um, I would love to go. I would love to go to a Knicks Lakers game at Staples one day. I, mm. I've been, I went to a Knicks Warriors game. At, I went to the last Knicks Warriors game in Oracle in 2019, and I on everything that they say about Oracle, it actually makes sense. And there's something about a Laker crowd, especially when they, especially when it's a big game against a big team or a team of history or a team with fanfare or a team of bravado like us. Definitely looking forward to it. Uh, so just salute to you. Uh, listen, what these God help this league when the Knicks are really good and the, in, the, the arena takeovers are going to be they're going to be real and they're going to be spectacular. We saw it last year during that winning streak. Like, let's go take over Orlando. Let's go take over Atlanta. Let's go take over Miami. You know, well, we own the Southeast division. Like we do, we do own the South. A lot of New Yorkers travel to where it's less expensive to live. I respect the decision. Believe me. Um, But uh, shout out to you, Mark. We're going to the game tonight. Um, You're up. Another Kevin. Kevin, Kevin's back. All right. Going to come out and say it. I think this team ends up with a three seed. Philly's strength of schedule has been real weak and Orlando will continue to fade. Others just not as good. Um. So Orlando right now is 16 and nine. Um, Wow. They're playing 640 basketball. Good God. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I had Orlando as a playing team and I think that's possible. So then it comes down to fit. So the funny thing is, I think I actually had the Knicks third. I can pull up your, I'll pull up your preseason picks. I'm 90% sure. Cause I think I had actually, I think because actually, actually, no, no, I had the fourth because I, no, no, no. I had Cleveland one. <laughs> I <had> Cleveland. One. <laughs> so I'm just going to read this real quick, everybody. So Sean with W had the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is one seed going into this year. Now injuries did happen, but they were not tracking to be a one seed when that happened. Uh, then you did have Boston two and the Knicks three in I your predictions. You then had Milwaukee, Philly, Atlanta as the rest of your playoff teams with Miami, Chicago, Orlando, Indiana as your playing teams. Atlanta's making me look real freaking stupid. (laughs) I mean, they are around like a six seed. No, no, no. They're worse than that right now. Oh, well, they're 10 and 15. Well, they're 11, 15 now because they beat Detroit. They stink. I think they're the 11 seed right now. Yeah, that's true. My, My biggest regret, I've mentioned it before, is that I had Indiana as my six seed before the season for the longest time. That was my bold take. And then a couple of preseason games where you saw they couldn't stop a parked car. And I was like, uh, I don't think I could predict that they're going to be a six seed. And I'd move them to eight, moved Atlanta to six. 
Operator you, error. That's on me. No, no, you were very smart because the the Indiana Pacers, and I pronounce it Indiana for a reason. Indiana, okay. You cannot be last in defense and be a playoff team. Like I, your offense is amazing, whatever. But like, listen, they allow. Listen, the Clippers are really good. The Clippers had a hundred points with five minutes left in the third quarter. Like this. I'm sorry. Like yeah. their their offense is good enough to get them in the play in, but that's it for them. You 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 had them properly you had them properly seated. Don't get impressed by a couple uh IC wins and and whatever. No, don't do that to yourself. I will say the Clippers, not the Clippers, the Pacers, since the end season tournament, it's a win, an eight point win against the the Pistons, who have lost to literally everybody. Um, and then four straight losses. So they're uh, maybe a, a comeback down to earth is happening right now for for Indiana, but we'll I mean the Knicks will play them soon, so we'll see what happens when that happens. Or next same, up, real quick, or ahead, the same ahead. Lakers that they played and lost to the final. Everyone's looking at their blueprint, going, "Hmm, that's mm. what we have to do." So that's you got to do double Halley and then see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Jaws so focused. Let me make you read this. I can't. I'm not allowed. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. Shout out John So Focused. Always love your contributions. You're up. Now, if only we had Cam Reddish on this team. I think Ja is being um instigating? Trolling. Oh, I a little don't bit. think he actually means that. Like, because like I think people you people will say like, okay, well, they see what he's doing in LA and they're like, oh, what if he was doing that here? But he was here and didn't do that. Like <laughs> he was here. And like what you asking him to do, he was here and he didn't do it. Listen, there were games, there were games where he was really good defensively and there were games where he was really poor defensively. There are games where the effort was there. There are games where the effort wasn't. There are games he was just fine. That coupled with the fact that he shot, he's not a good three point shooter. It's like, I like you can't have, you can't be the three and D wing and be shooting 32% from three and be inconsistent on defense. Like, listen. Part of the reason why Dylan, part of the reason why Dylan Brooks is no longer in Memphis because he's a three and D wing and he shot 31% from three, not 31%. Yeah, he was shooting like 31% from three and giving himself a green light. Now, Dylan Brooks and Dylan Brooks is far better defender than Cam Reddish is, but you can't be a three and D wing and not and, and not and shoot below league average from three. So, like what we wanted, like the best version of Cam. If this like it, it didn't ha- he did what you wanted him to do he didn't do here and listen we can get into the the tips of it all and the, the roles and he you know if was a tip listen Tibbs didn't Tibbs didn't want him we know that like I'm like he didn't want him like but it didn't like it didn't work it should have worked I wanted it to work it didn't work drink some prune juice and let that shit go please. <laughs> No <laughs> comment. Next I'm up, get, from, I'm gonna get lit up on the timeline tomorrow, but bro, I don't. I'm care. done getting lit up, so I don't care. But I don't I, care. I am in Sean's corner. I I preach. My only comment on um, on the matter is LeBron James and Anthony Davis are really good, and anybody that plays around them could probably find a role. So, um, but next up Rowan Beckford Sr. Shout out to you for your contribution. Nick's film kitchen been cooking all night. Uh, yes, absolutely. Shout out to you, Rowan. Next up, I'll read this one from Josh. So focus and you can get the next one. Uh, one JB three point attempt from a perfect flex and power play. Ah, oh, man. Shout out to prize picks. Uh, in other news, RJ still our best free throw shooter since Tylenol failed. <laughs> Uh, Randall and JB are both him. That was really funny. That was really, really funny. <laughs> Look, it's it's the biggest revelation of RJ this year. If the that that stretch the beginning of the year when he looked like an all star, I don't think that's it. This free throw shooting, we're now in in month 
a full month too of it and he's it's still working so um shad's rj the free throw shooting is still there um so and and i hope tylenol doesn't fail him in the future <laughs> my goodness all right next up you're up Baltimore Corey back for another uh, once quick starts skipping you know you're going to have a problem so I want to say this I, I feel like once he started skipping I think Cam was like oh word <laughs> <laughs> I, but I thought well, we were like I thought we were on our way to like another like uh, uh, quickly in the TD Jake Center game in Boston again John it's what I thought we were trending for and I thought like that's what I was hinting at of quickly shot selection down the stretch where like there were a couple shots where I thought he forced it. There was a couple shots where he was just wide open and missed. I was like, okay, is this going to be a quickly game as well when he was dancing? And then there was a moment when Cam was guarding him and he was talking to the bench after he hit a three where I thought, oh, we might be getting quickly might be going off. For, might be taking us home tonight. <laughs> and then, you know, like I said, he missed, missed a couple, but Quickly was was just outstanding tonight across the board. Um, shout out to you, Be More. Thank you for the contribution. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Prize Picks. Not only are they the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America, but they're also the easiest and most exciting way to play. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, it's just you against the numbers, picking more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection. With basketball season fully underway, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. This is a league created specifically for combo projections that include two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, take Jalen Brunson over in points or Julius Randle over in rebounds and combine it with two NFL picks like Lamar Jackson over in rushing yards or Zach Wilson over in interceptions. Prize Picks is a really simple way to play. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. Like on Taco Tuesday each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Prize Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account all basketball season. You know what to do. Go to prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash KFS and use code KFS for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, it's daily fantasy sports made easy. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next up, again, Josso focused. Good night, gents. Let's hope this effort carries into Brooklyn tomorrow. So, okay, yeah, technically tomorrow. It is 2.15 a.m. on the East Coast. So, yes, hopefully tomorrow uh, the Knicks play well against the Brooklyn Nets, against Little Brother. So, uh, shout out to you, Josso Focus. Thank you for the contributions, as always. You're up. Zach Harwis, thank you for your contribution as well. Oi, we did it. My cheering from, ro- ro- from 108, row 11 did it. Listen, man, this this fan base, we, mm. <clears throat> we are everywhere. We are a fungus. We grow. We attach. We uh, Shout out to my boy, James, uh, one of the groomsmen at my wedding. Um, he's a Nets fan from the Bronx. Weird. Like, but before all the Brooklyn stuff, whatever, right? And uh, I asked him, so he's unbiased, he ha- and he does not like the Knicks. Like, I asked him years ago, I said... <laughs> I said, who 
are worse. Knicks fans or Lakers fans? And he said, Lakers fans. And I said, why? And he said, because I live in New York and I know Laker fans. Uh, when you meet a Laker fan, that like, like when you meet a when you meet a Knicks fan outside of New York, they're likely they're from New York or have ties to New York. Whereas with Laker fans, and I was explaining this on the Purple and Gold Mine show earlier today, like you know, when you've won seventeen championships, you're just gonna have casual fans everywhere and fair weather fans and bandwagoners. But like this fan base, man, we are we are everywhere. We will show out. We you will see you see our jerseys everywhere so shout out to everyone who was in the building at staples tonight because lord knows those tickets those tickets aren't cheap especially when they play us so listen man we're we, the, the the next revolution is coming the state the state stay patient stay focused the revolution is coming and it will be televised on tnt ah. on tnt although shout out to tnt because you're actually right because technically because today Yes, the other team actually did have the best player on the court today, but it didn't matter. Now, did it? Yes. Which one? Anthony Davis or LeBron James? <laughs> Flip a can, I just, can I just say something? <laughs> LeBron James is turning 39 years old in like two weeks. He's in year 21 no, two weeks, of his December NBA 30th. season. Oh, oh in 11 God. days. Excuse me, 11 days. Um. He's having his most efficient season. Like it's the it's only the second time I believe he's shooting 40% from 3. That 2013 season in Miami where he shot 56% from the field and 40% from 3, he was taking 3 threes a game and he's taking almost 6 now and he's still averaging his his 27 it's not 27 7 and 7 cuz he's never had 27 7 and 7 but like he's he's got his highest effective field goal percentage of his career in year 21 of his career. This is is insane what LeBron James is doing at this age. So I just wanted to just throw throw up just the absurdity of what he's doing. Um, all right, you're up. Oh no, I'm up. Shout out Will Oliver. Uh, how different the convo on iHeart was this time last year. Yeah. So he got off to that that tough start last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's mentioned that he was hurt. Like he had a yeah. had a, an Achilles issue mm-hmm. for the beginning of the season, but it wasn't so bad that he couldn't play through it. And so, I mean, look, we saw especially when Mitch like had to miss time, they knew that he needed to step up and play. And as he played through it, he learned how to play with the pain. And look, this this is something that's just going to never going to be credited to the guy, but as far as Julius Randle and his leadership skills, one post game that stood out, post game interview that stood out last year was Hartenstein saying that while he was struggling and fans were booing him during the beginning of the season last year, everybody was in his comments and um, in his in, in his replies, and Julius was texting him like, "Hey, we're gonna need you. Like, keep your head up. We're gonna keep keep fighting through this. You're an important part of this team." And that apparently stood out to Hartenstein. So, like. It's stuff like that that you you appreciate from your veterans on the team or your leaders on the team, and so that always that always stood out to me. And I'm to your point, Will. Very different convo. The guy has been absolutely a monster when given the opportunity this year. Uh, you know, uh, we mentioned that during the uh, during the playback also that he like he was getting trashed. You know, people were like you told me he's a stretch five, and you know he wasn't doing well and. You said he completely turned it around. Like, like I'll say this: like after Jalen, if you sued Jalen Brunson, no, actually, no, no, because there are people out there who are silly and call him selfish and ball hog, whatever about Brunson. But like, iHeart has the highest Q rating on this team. Like, mm-hmm. nobody dislikes Isaiah Hartstein, and I honestly don't think he's going to be in our team next year because I think somebody's going to say you should start for us. Here's a bag. Um, so shout out to him. And since, oh, that's iHeart. So you really think so? That the Hartenstein will get a bag like that? I think somebody, I think. You don't think like a I, Daniel Gafford three for 40 contract isn't more his speed? So three for 40. So that's 13 mil a year. Um, for a backup <clears throat> center? I don't think anybody's going to ask him to start. I think he's very clearly a backup center, but I. There's a couple like we're we're we were actually mentioning there's a couple of teams that like right now he could go start for right now. And also let's say he gets a Dana Gafford bag. I mean, are we gonna tie up 
uh, twenty. Well, well, I know Mitch is on descending contract, so he's probably on like. That's why you. That's why you can do that because Mitch's contract gets better as it gets older. I know the last. mm, Okay, so I know the last year of Mitch's contract, he's like twelve million. So I'm assuming Mm -hmm. he's going to be like between third. Let's say he's like. So the question is, do you want twenty six million dollars tied up in the center position in the NBA in twenty twenty three? That's half of what Joel Embiid is going to be making in 2025. Well, like, right. But like, my point is, like, if you're getting two solid center performances from your center, like that's like 26 million from your center might be the going rate in a couple of years. You know. Well, listen, if we not, it's not, it's like DeAndre Ayton a year. You know. <laughs> now, now that you say it like that, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's it's actually cost effective if you can get Hardenstein to agree to something like that. Yes. So, okay. You know? If Hardenstein wants to stay in New York and take. 12 million a year then but then you get to the whole thing about like you know again like you're right 26 million a year for i guess it's like is the whole grid in some of the parts it's like you know yes 26 million a year is cheap but that's still like 26 million a year to the center position for 26 million a year toward a center position where offensively one guy has no offense and the other guy, you don't, you, you ignore his offense. So, you know, we'll see. But I, I look, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't on the team next year because I think he's, I think he's good. And I think there's a team that could unlock him because there's things he can do on the offensive end that are just like, could be real, like look, imagine if Memphis at iHeart right now, they'd be in a, they'd be in much better shape. Personally, I think Rob Williams was going to be their, their pivot, but. They also got off to the start. They did. Um, they the Knicks currently have eighteen million dollars, uh, telling us that in and out in and out is overrated on the bench. Like, <laughs> I, I think they can afford to pay their their backup center it, at least in my money. If it was my money, I would pay it. So I guess we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, you're up, Danny Gardner. All right. To, to be honest, I don't get the RJ hate from tonight. The dude took three shots in the second half and played mostly great D. If his bad games are low volume efficiency with good defense, we should all live with that. So first, Danny, thank you for the contribution. Yes. I don't think we I don't think we destroyed RJ tonight. I think we were like, like, well, it's you RJ said he was hate. awful. Anytime you're critical about him, it's hate. I don't hate RJ Barrett. I thought he I brought up his free throw shooting to balance out any criticism I had tonight. I thought those three shots he took in, I thought they had a chance to be up by 20 at halftime. And I thought RJ's shot selection in that stretch cost them. Now, maybe 20 is too much of a stretch. He could have been up 15. He could have still been up double figures in that stretch. I thought RJ was poor tonight. Maybe his defense on the on the rewatch on the film will be better than um will be okay. By the way, we're also being told by Anthony Six though in the chat that it wasn't us, it was the live chat that was more critical oh. of RJ. So if it's not referring to us, Danny, I'm glad. I tried to balance out my criticism with something to positive that I can find. I am like like when you go to defend dependable free throw shooters right now, and like who's taking the 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 defensive three seconds tech or any technical foul free throw, quickly is obviously number one. I would still put Brunson number two, but RJ Barrett's in the conversation now. Like I'm okay if you take the 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 free throw um, in, in this. So um, I just thought he was very poor tonight. We'll see what happens on the rewatch if the film says he was actually better on defense. But I thought he was poor tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think he was. So I think I wouldn't say he was poor, but he was. There was definitely some um, oof, uh, moments. The moments. Um, yeah, there was definitely some moments. Um, but you know who deserves some hate? Um, and I'll give them some hate. Uh, I actually, I actually saw this in the chat and I looked it up. Uh, today, well, actually, no, yesterday now was the tenth anniversary of the Argeri Bargnani. What is he doing? Oh shot? no! <laughs> Every Nick fan oh, remembers god. that. Sh- oh my god! So, um, listen, shout out to Argeri Bargnani. Um, yeah. How far we college? Come. I was in college when that happened, and watching that live, and it was very much a "What am I doing with my life?" Like I'm watching this <laughs> basketball team that's probably going nowhere this season, and yeah, not not not, not what you want. So, um, thank you for bringing up that that moment from. See, look how far we've come, Knicks fans. Ten look years ago, we were watching come. this. Now we're winning tough road games against Braun and AD 
in in staples, as Sean would put it. Um, okay, we have five more. The next okay. two are are pretty important. So I'm gonna have you go first on this one. <laughs> okay. Hey, Dolores Cusimano Macri, uh, aka Mrs. Macri. Um, meaningful win. Thanks for giving my husband the night off. Oh, God. D- Dolores. We've got the know, first lady saying meaningful now, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> shout out to you, D. <laughs> shout out to you, shout Dolores. Shout out to you. Um, listen, I will. You're welcome. Um, it is. 2.26 a.m. on the East Coast. Uh, tomorrow is, and honestly, I did not get as much sleep last night as I should have, so tomorrow is going to be amazing. But hey, listen, shout out to John because I don't know how he does this 72 times a year. Yeah, whether, seriously. So, especially to, like, go ahead. No, especially on nights where it's like, it's a really big win and it the show is like three hours long and then he goes and writes a newsletter and then he goes to sleep and then he wakes up and then he deals with two kids and he goes to and he goes to teach and he, like so shout out to him absolutely speaking of Jonathan Macri Jonathan Macri with a super chat honestly when I saw Dolores's name pop up I thought it's because John didn't know how to change like log into his own account so Dolores was like here I'll send one in for us Jonathan Macri thank you for your contribution people should take it easy on Cam after this game tough night but he's been a solid role player for LA just like Obi in Indy Godspeed thank you John you've always been a defender of one Cameron Elijah Reddish and it's good that it's on the record that after a game like this you are choosing to take the high road and not dance on his grade and still commend him on a good season I hope the irrelevant portion of Twitter also read this too. So <laughs> thank they you, John, it. for your contribution. Of course they didn't, but well, they again, did and they don't care, but who cares? Again, no comments. You're up, Sean. John Myhel, thank you for the very generous contribution, John. I hope I pronounced your name right, John. John Myhel, I believe. Second time, long time. I watched the game with some British folks who have never watched the NBA. By the end of the game, they thought IQ was the best Nick. Maybe XJ and new basketball fans need to collab on the on the on the numbers. Hashtag love the casuals IQ heart. Um, so I'm assuming that you're in Britain right now. If you well, if you are, I mean it is 728 a.m., which means you basically pulled an all-nighter. Um, if you're not and you're in the United States, I'm glad that you may have converted some new fans and they might know ball after their first NBA game because they recognize uh, Emmanuel quickly because there are people out there that don't think Emmanuel quickly is that good. And to them, I say shame on you. Um, listen. XJ will love to well, XJ will collaborate with anyone over any number that you put in front of him <laughs> anytime. So, and we appreciate the love for the, we appreciate the love for the casuals. Um, casual Friday is amazing and I love doing it every week and, you know, just trying to bring some balance to the world and trying to see, you know, looking at our favorite basketball team through a different lens, but it, but a, a balanced and nuanced perspective. Cause Lord knows the, the world could use more of that um, throughout the, throughout our time. Absolutely. And look to your point, uh, John, about XJ potentially looking at the stats and uh, collabing with the numbers. Um, I'm just going to pull up EPM, which is actually, I hope I'm not speaking inappropriately for you, but I know that you have said this is your favorite advanced overall Income advanced metric EPM, um, which is estimated plus minus. So Emmanuel quickly is fifth on the Knicks in EPM. Um, he is behind Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hartenstein, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson. Um, on defensive EPM, Emmanuel quickly has actually been pretty down this year. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, some of the lineups he's been stuck playing in. Although I know EPM tries to singular single out how good IQ can be. Um, or specific players' impact and performance. Um, It's mostly theoretical, though. Again, estimated plus minus. And then offensively, though, Emmanuel Quigley is their third best offensive player, according to offensive EPM, behind Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson, one of the best 
offensive EPM players in the league, by the way. In fact, he is right behind. Wow. So Jalen Brunson, as far as offensive EPM is concerned, is ahead of Damian Lillard and right behind LeBron James and Kevin Durant. That's how good Jalen Brunson has been this year. Safe to say he should be an all-star this year, Sean. All-star. Mm-hmm. All-star, indeed. Uh, three left, then we get out of here. Uh, Robert Cross, just want to personally thank Sean for his work on Study Hall. I enjoy it. Hashtag 53 wins. I just also want to thank Sean. I've been trying to get this episode on the podcast feed for the last 24 hours. I've been emailing the website that we normally use to convert the thing into an MP3. It will end up on the podcast feed for anybody that is has not heard it yet. It's going to be a two-parter. They went 90 minutes on Sunday before football. I, I It's available if you want to go just listen to it on the Knicks Film School Twitter account. or I'm not calling it X. The Twitter account, um, if you want to check it out there. But I, I'm, I apologize to the KFS listeners that haven't been able to hear it. I will do my best to get it up on the feed as soon as possible. Sean, you can respond to Robert's comment. Robert, thank you. Um, and I want to thank you because you've been a big supporter of Study Hall almost from day one. Um, Robert DMs me incessantly and and asks me on the timeline, like, I want Study Hall. Can we have Study Hall? When's the next Study Hall? Um, and I listen, and we him and I actually talk in um in DMs and you know. Um, study hall is something he looks forward to because it's study hall. Study hall is a place on Twitter for people to discuss the Knicks in a manner that is not bombastic, but we're also not going to just, we're not, you know, just going to say throw up platitudes and, 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 and just like, you know, glad hand the front office or what have you. You know, I think we are, you know, to borrow a, <laughs> to borrow a phrase from a from from a uh, <laughs> to borrow a phrase from a conservative news organization, fair and balanced. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I so like that that show. Like I said, it, w- it was supposed to be sixty minutes to what ninety. It was a really good conversation, just about where the franchise was, and you know. Listen, I invite everybody. What once football ends, we're gonna find a time. It'll either be Saturday or Sunday. We'll find a time to be consistent. So it's there every, so you know, it's it's there every time. And I invite any and all people to join, especially like if you listen to, like if you listen to our KFS podcast and you hear something that you like, or you hear something you don't like, and you want to discuss whether it's casual Friday or the Monday show with John and Jeremy or math class, like, you can literally come to study hall and say, Hey, I think that's bullshit. Or I think that's great. Like that's your sounding board. That is your sounding board. So appreciate everyone who pulls up to study hall. We appreciate it. And we're going to keep going all season. Indeed. Two more. Um, this is me or you. That's just you. Yeah, this is me. Exhibition continues. Thank you for your contribution. Cam was a minus six in a game. We won by five. Once a Nick, always a Nick. You know, yes, once well, he spelled it wrong, but yes, once a Nick, always a Nick. Um, listen, individual plus minus is not a stat that I rely on too heavily, whether it's good or bad. Um, but with that being said, you know. It was a minus six in the game, one by five. Like, whatever. We can move on. <laughs> Julius Randle in 43 minutes was a plus 17 tonight, by the way. He didn't play, he played the entire second half. That five minute stretch where they let the, the rope go a little bit was the mm-hmm. only time that the Lakers really made a run. So that's how that's how good Julius Randle was. Um, also, no comment. <laughs> Last but not least, I'm going to assume this is the homie CP the franchise. If not, it's JD because I know the direction this comment is going. But from Knicks Fan TV, shout out to you for tuning into the end of our post game show. Salute my guys. Oh, I can already hear it. That's CP. That is, in his words, yeah. I can hear that CP. Good win tonight. Thank you, Sean, for balancing this show out. The guy on the left can be a bit deranged with his football teeth football takes hashtag no sleep you know cp you know what's really funny about my football takes the jets decided they're only going to win one game after they beat the giants however they still beat the giants 
So how does it feel that this free fall season that went into the trash for the New York Jets, your football team still allowed Zach Wilson to go 55 yards in 23 seconds and no timeouts? Just throwing that out there, my man. I think this is what the kids call a mid-off. A mid-off. Uh, no, it's worse. <laughs> it's a tank-off. <laughs> Both teams are so bad. And like someone hit me up today being like, because you were like, uh, you, you offered me your sympathies today I did. because it's been 10 years since the Jets made the playoffs. Um, and, 13. Excuse me, 13 years since the Jets made the playoffs. And you were like, that's a shame. Thoughts and prayers. And I was like, I don't think that's genuine. I think that's a Ravens fan being like, oh, that you were Jerry Seinfeld with the with the popcorn being like, oh, that's, that's a shame. You hate to see it. And then someone replied like he took a victory lap after the Jets beat the Giants. I got no empathy for him whatsoever. All is fair. And when we're both drafting in the top seven next year, <laughs> we can all have another battle about how we're the losers at the bar once again after these two miserable football seasons went. I, I, I First of all, CP, shout out to you. Appreciate the comment. Uh, definitely team no sleep indeed. Um, like if the fact that you already done. It, we're still yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, look, man, like I feel generally feel bad for Jets fans. I think Jets fans deserve better. Like in 13 years ago was 2010. Like I've seen yeah. my team win the Super Bowl in the last 13 years. I know. As Sean points to his Joe Flacco holding up a Super Bowl trophy. Oh, oh! Speaking of Joe Flacco, uh, listen, uh, Mr. Claudio in the in the in the in the the KFS chat was not giving me guff, but he was like, "Look at Sean rotting out for Joe Flacco." He's like, "Oh, Joe, no, he said bad Flacco's back," and I was like, "No slander from Joe Flacco ever be allowed." And he's like, "I love how." You ride for Joe Flacco, I, no matter. I what. do. I, I know do. You do. And you know if why? Zach Wilson won the Jets a Super Bowl, like inexplicably, I would never let a single word be said. If Tibbs wins the Knicks a championship or the Knicks win a championship under Tibbs, I will be on the front lines defending anyone that criticizes him or anyone on this roster. That is the exact attitude you should have. Yes. That your quarterback, regardless of what uniform he ends up. Uh, uh, changing into in the future let's listen i commend it no i i'm just letting people know because a lot of people give joe flacco grief and it's like this that, and third and i'm like listen man joe flacco will never buy a drink when he's in my presence you know why mm-hmm. because we won the super bowl in fact hold on one second oh, andrew God. this is not this is not directed at you uh-oh Sean is taking his headphones off and he is getting the poster off the wall so he can show it to everybody that it is a, a newspaper this cutout. For the Jet fans, this is what holding up the Super Bowl trophy looks like. This is what it looks like when your team is holding up the Super Bowl trophy. And I, you know why I say that? Because you know how many arguments I got into with Jet fans about who how Mark Sanchez was better than Joe Flacco? Not you. Andrew, but oh, we would have so, thought about it. I was on that train, and then Flacco went eight, had a uh, went four and zero in a postseason, and beat Brady and, he, and beat Peyton Manning in the same postseason to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, there will never be any slander from this guy because you see what he's holding up there—the Vince Lombardi Trophy. You people, people, listen, man. And this goes for this. This goes for the people who slander Eli Manning because Eli Manning has two of these, and he catches slander. Like, how is this like, not directed at me? My goodness, <laughs> I'm someone that slanders Eli Manning. Apparently, well, you slander Eli Manning because he has two of these. He has two of them. Yes, I'm, I'm surprised that uh that poster. Well, for Flacco, Wayne had 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions that playoff run. I got nothing to say against him. For the Eli poster, they couldn't fit the whole defense on the screen to say who actually deserves the MVP trophy of the Super Bowl, both of those Super Bowls. So. Unfortunately, uh, it's just Eli on on that poster. Why would the 20th ranked defense in the league be on that poster? How about the playoff run where they beat Green Bay and they beat uh, they were the they held Atlanta to two points? They were the 20th they went, ranked Yeah, defense. and they were 9-7 and seven that year, Sean. They weren't a good team. They got hot in the playoffs it, but guess because what? that defense showed up. 
And we have gone off the rails, and it is yes, two forty-one in the morning. Two forty-one in the morning, and Eli Manning has arguably the greatest throw I've ever seen in a Super Bowl. That throw it to is. Mario Manningham on the side, like so. Again, I love that it happened. It beat the Patriots. I'm not. I'm not a hater. Again. I just get labeled. No, you're a hater. You're a hater because he. I'm has allowed to objectively. Yes, you can scoreboard. You were the ones yelling at me about process earlier. So a guy leads the league in interceptions three times. And you're not allowed to bring that up. You're right. Anyway, thank you, CP. And thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight here on this marathon late night post game. Our appreciation to everybody that tuned in live. Still over 300 people watching live on YouTube. We always appreciate you. Um, remember, if you're watching this, um, Please like this video and subscribe to our channel. It goes a long way. Um, if you're listening to the podcast feed later, please leave a five-star rating and a review. Um, some programming notes. The KFS X's and O's crew will be going live uh, on Tuesday night at 7.30. I will also have a pregame pod for you on Wednesday morning that will pay your podcast feeds and your YouTube uh, channels. Uh, and then, of course, back on the post game on Wednesday, Jonathan Macri on a normal Eastern Standard Time schedule will be back recapping the Knicks game against the Brooklyn Nets. A, a bit of a home game for, for John Macri, who lives in said borough and will be watching his said basketball team play the team that calls that borough home. Uh, so tune in on Wednesday. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. Shout out to the Knicks again for a good victory on the West Coast. Uh, get back soon, boys. We'll see you back in, in, the, in, our, in the good time zone on the best coast. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Peace.